Salute to everybody out there. Happy MLK Day. I hope all of y'all remember Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy and what he stood for. And don't be like a Jonathan Majors making noise, talking lost about Coretta Scott King, okay? Please, respect. Anywho, today's episode is about an artist that I've been a fan of for a long time. We actually have the same birthday. The artist, formerly known as Most Deaf, now known as Yasin Bey, one half of Black Star, the actor, rapper, singer, live performer, and provocateur, you know? He says interesting things. He has dope interviews. If you ever get the chance to check it out, just type in Most Deaf Interview or Yasin Bey Interview. That's Y-A-S-I-I-N-B-E-Y. So recently, Yasin Bey was on the Cutting Room Floor podcast. It was a Patreon exclusive. Shout out to them. They have the, the internet bubbling. Uh, the host, I believe her name is Omondi. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. She asked... um. Yasin Bey is Drake, you know, hip hop. And, you know, he, he pondered the thought and it was like, he kind of was like, man, do I want to really say what I want to say? And then this is what he said. And I quote, Drake is pop to me in the sense, like if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song, it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping, end quote. And then another funny quote, uh, uh, or, you know, shopping with an edge in certain instances, end quote. So, hey, I mean, you know, Drake likes to call himself the sixth god. He likes to talk about his mob boss ways. He has mob ties. I don't think he would like to be known as a guy that makes, you know, <laughs> shopping music with an edge, you know. I mean, he also, Yasin Bey also expounds and says, like, you know, Drake's music is so likable and, you know, it's like the mall, you know, everything's here. It's great. And, you know, I understood what he was saying. You know, Drake is a pop artist. He's popular. He's, he is also hip hop, but he is a pop artist. He makes popular music. He's one of the most popular artists in the world. One of the most popular artists of the 21st century. And I can see what he means when he says Drake makes likable music and he relays it to like, uh, compares it to Target or the mall because it's like, yeah, Target and the mall is very convenient. But, you know, when you're younger, the mall is the shit, hey man, that's the place to be. Everything is there. <laughs> but then as you get older and your taste level increases, you don't see the mall no more. And I think that's what he means. He's like, Drake makes great music he's the ultimate artist for a casual fan if you're casually into atlanta street music then hey drake can be your entry point we know with his project with 21 savage his project with future his music with uh, migos he's also went on tour with these brothers uh you know if you want to get into uk music i guess you could listen to more life and <laughs> Let Drake be your entry point. If you want to get into Afro beats, you can use one dance as an entry point. Say, 
hey, WizKid is a future, even though he puts him in the back of the back. Uh, you know, uh, if you want to get in the dance hall, I guess, you can listen to Controller, where, you know, if, if you can find the version, the better version with Popcon on it, you know, the more the better. So I guess in that term, like, hey, I love uh, Drake's, uh, you know, dance album, honestly, never mind. But obviously, Drake is not the best entry point for dance music. But I think it's like Drake, you know, because he's trying to be everything to everybody, his music does seem like, hey, it's just a bit a big ad, a big commercial. And, you know, a lot of times it can make his music seem hollow, like, all right, what is his content about in the grand scheme of things? Relationships with music, I mean, with women, excuse me, uh, money, materialism, balling, having enemies, you know, a competition trying to be the best. I mean, it's cool, but, you know, it's not, you know, life-changing music content-wise in terms of what, you know, someone like Nas has done or Tupac or the type of themes Lupe, Kendrick have approached or, you know, going back to like Public Enemy and Ice Cube, you know, so many different artists have tried to talk about deeper issues, you know, uh, more than what they go through. Even Kanye used to do it in his early material with like Jesus Walks or, you know, um, Diamonds from Sierra Leone and things like that, or even New Slaves on Yeezus. So, you know, Drake, he's never going to do that. So I could see why Yasin Bey would have that critique. And then you also have to look at his background. He is similar to Drake. He was an actor, rapper, singer. You know, he could have been the pop superstar, but he felt, to, you know, he had to keep true to his artistic spirit and integrity and he never wanted to i mean this guy is a person that hates streaming services with a passion he recently put out the uh with talib Kweli the second black star album on luminary the app he's also had albums that you could only listen to if you went to like a museum and things like that so hey He's very exclusive when it comes to putting out his music because he doesn't like how the industry has, you know, taken advantage of artists by shifting the streaming. So, Yasin Bey, he goes on to say that, you know, this was interesting because he could have been talking about Drake still. He could have been talking about rap music in general. But he goes on to say, and I quote, what happens when this thing collapses? What happens when the columns start buckling? Are we not in some early stage of that at this present hour? Are we seeing the collapse of an empire? Buying and selling. Where's the message that I can use? You know, what's in it for your audience apart from banging from the pom-poms? End quote. And you know, that is true. You know, a lot of times I see conversations on social media and artists, they just talk about their the sales of their favorite artists. Like, that justifies how good the music is. But it should be about what does the music mean to you? What is the quality? So, as a young person, Nas, uh, Kanye, I was attracted to their music because 
They talked about a lot of things. They talked about society. They talked about fly stuff. They they could tell stories. You know, they could do all types of things. But I like the content. The same thing with Common. But it's not to say that I didn't like people like Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, that their content isn't as diverse, you know. Everybody has what they're great at. But I guess Yassim Bey, you have to look at it like I said. He was on Rockets Records. He could have been a Drake, but he didn't. And maybe he wants people like Drake to be more like Kendrick. Make music with meaning. Don't just make, uh, you know, music to try to be with the youth. Make music to try to stand the test of time because it stands for something. So, hey, respect to Yassim Bey. Hey, my favorite artist of all time is Future. I mean, hey, he's thrown some lines. You know, he said cop shooting niggas tragic on March Madness. I mean, it's not the deepest thing in the world, but it's something, I guess. But, hey, man, I think artists should be able to express themselves the way they want. But I do understand Yasin Bey when he says he wants people to have meaning, man. What is this art about? And I think as you get older, you should have more variety in your sound and talking about the consequences of the your youth you know what you went through as a young person even in your middle age now and how has that affected you have you been able to go back and look at your life and see where you were led astray where you had the wrong influences the wrong inspirations where you led people the wrong way can you be honest and open and upfront about that I'd like to see more of that from future and artists as overall as they get older. So shout out to Yasin Bey for keeping the discussion going. There's a lot of people online discussing who's a better rapper, Yasin Bey or Drake, and uh, who's more popular. And now they're bringing up people's personal lives. Then I'm seeing Drake in the club with a little kid, 11-year-old rapper. I don't even know your name. It don't matter to me because you're 11 years old. I'm never going to listen to your music, but it's just... Kind of goes back to Yassim Bey's point. Like, look at you. You're supposed to be the king of rap. And you're in the club with a little kid. You have a son. You wouldn't be in the club with your son when he's flexing money and there's women and people smoking weed around and drinking. And this kid's like 10, 11 years old. What's going on in society? But hey, man, I know Kendrick ain't going to be in that club. J. Cole ain't going to be in that club with a little kid trying to flex. Future might, though, I mean, that's why. <laughs> but, hey, he wasn't there, man. But, hey, shout out to Drake, I guess. You know, keep doing your thing. Keep trying to be young, even though you're almost 40. It's all right, man. I'm 33. I think it's good that we should appreciate what we've achieved and what we're going through as we get older. And don't always try to fit in and be young. You are OG now. Embrace it. Accept it, bro. Just because you can still flip funny hairstyles and pinch your nails, embrace your age too, man. Don't just be little Yachty's mascot, all right? So this is the last Dan. I'm going to holler at y'all. Y'all stay blessed out there.